Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. As everybody knows, the World Cup in Qatar kicks off this weekend. Very polarizing World Cup. What do we think about it? Is it going to be a hit? Is it going to be a miss? Joining us now are two sports experts on the matter Duncan Elias, former S League footballer, currently living in Canada as a City News Calgary producer, and Chia Hung Kyong, editor of Yahoo News Singapore and has covered many, many football tournaments. Welcome to the show, guys. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Hello, Great. Duncan. It's Firstly, it's good to see you, Duncan. I saw you playing in the Singapore S-League, now the Singapore Premier League. I saw you covering local sports in Singapore. And now you're in Canada. How's life in Canada? I'm loving it so far. It's been good. It's been cold. Uh, it's a minus seven degrees wow. where I am right now in Calgary. Um, so still getting used to, to the weather. I, I know it's, it's rainy and dark where you are in Singapore, but uh, I would trade it, I think, at the moment. Wow. Well, it's pretty cold in this studio, Duncan. So. All right, let, let's kick things off. We'll start an opening question for both of you, uh, maybe Duncan first. What are your overall views about Qatar 2022? Obviously, it's a very polarizing World Cup. What are your thoughts, Duncan? Um, first of all, it's, it's so weird having a World Cup that's happening in the middle of, of the season. Mm. Like the Premier League, the Bundesliga, Serie A, everyone's taking a break. And we are so used to it being in, in June and, and July with teams having a month of a build-up to get everything sorted, to get their tactics right. And now within seven days from the last league game of the season, they're going into a, a tournament. So I think the dynamic is, is so different and teams have to, have to kind of look at it very, very differently. Obviously, they've prepared for this. They know that this was going to happen a long time ago. But I still think the, the short preparation um, could play an impact in, in the tournament. Couldn't agree more. Han Kyung, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm all set for the non-alcoholic World Cup. Man. <laughs> so, you know, they just say that, you know, they're not going to sell beer in the stadium. I think it's going to end badly. Just but, a day yeah. before. Great timing. Yeah. But I think it's uh, so symptomatic of this build-up to the World Cup. There's a lot of controversy swirling all around the host Qatar, and then you no know, FIFA holding this in the winter time. Mm. It's um, so many negative negativity that's surrounding things. Part of me feels hope is hopeful that um, the the what's what will happen on the pitch might be, might be a bit more positive. It's a very open uh, World Cup. There's no obvious favorites, mm. um, and so and so we we just hope that you know. Um, Teams will can go all out, go go all out in offense, try to win the match. Don't don't play negative football, don't play defensive football, and uh, hopefully um, the right team wins. Like, in the sense that you know, I, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping Argentina wins and Messi holds. <laughs> we'll, the, we'll get to that. I mean, it, the, does, the it, does, it does feel weird in Singapore, though, doesn't it, Han Kyung? I mean, you, you're a sports correspondent, a sports editor in Singapore. What is your feel about how it feels in Singapore? Because it just feels a little bit off to me. I mean, I like like Duncan said, it's very weird that this World Cup is held in November instead of June and July as before. So, I mean, some of I mean, we, we will still get into it. I think I think the mo- the normal common fans will still eventually get into the the, the, the groove of the World Cup, but. 
some some of them are already feeling like uh, this 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 thing the, the all the controversies is just make it makes the whole uh, experience a bit dampened, a bit uh, subdued, and and you no, know, there's there's no not much. I mean, uh, you don't feel the the, the kind of um, celebratory mode that that they, that you know people feel when when the World Cup is coming. You know, like last time when Brazil held the World Cup in 2014, everybody was like, "Oh, really? Yeah. Samba, yeah. Um, mm. Brazil football." But Duncan, it's different year, for you. Bit... Yeah, I was going to say, Duncan, it's different for you because Canada has qualified. So the mood must be different there. It's only your first World Cup since 1986. You just beat Japan a couple of days ago, which was an extraordinary achievement, albeit a friendly. You know, what's the mood like in Canada? Well, I have to start off by saying in Canada, the number one sport is hockey, is ice hockey. Mm. And, and soccer, football is way down the pecking order. So it's, it's building up. People are getting excited. But for example, here in Calgary where I'm staying, if the Calgary Flames are playing, no one cares about oh, anything man. else that's happening. Really? Um, so really, like it's, it's going to be difficult to, to build that up. Obviously, everyone's looking ahead to 2026 mm. where the World Cup comes to Canada as they, they co-host it with the U.S. and Mexico. But on the streets, you're getting the feeling and the sense that as it's coming closer, the first game is happening on Wednesday here in, in Canada as they take on Belgium, that people are getting into it. But I think performances on the pitch um, will, will dictate a lot of the mood and how fans get into it. You, you also have to remember, we broke a lot of records here in Canada in terms of Canada's run to qualifying for the World Cup. Um, the wins against the U.S., um, against Mexico, had record norm- numbers of, of soccer fans watching. Uh, so that in itself says that, you know, the, the passion for the game, the knowledge of the game is growing, but it's still not there yet. Wow. Right. Right. And uh, guys, I actually want to pose this question to you, the both of you. What are your thoughts on the, the current pricing of the, the, the FIFA World Cup? Because I know right now... It, consumers will have to fork up nearly 40% more for match tickets as compared to the previous one from 2018. And on average, it's about $812, sorry, £812 for the finals. And this compares to, you know, how much we were paying back in um, the 2006 World Cup in Germany, you know, where it was about £221 per seat. So that's a stark difference, right? And, you know, amidst this uh, controversies like the human human rights issues and as well as the recent... Beer ban. What are your thoughts on the pricing of it? Hank Young, you could take that one. <laughs> I, I I actually tried to go online to to the FIFA website mm. to see just just see how much price of each ticket costs, and in the moment I see the price, I immediately log off from the, <laughs> the website. Just nonsense. Uh, sometimes you feel. I mean, I mean, football is a a a, a game, a sport which played by the masses and. And if you're gonna price it that that high, how are the masses going to enjoy the experience of, of uh, the live World Cup game outside of watching it from TV? Mm. And TV subscription prices are not that cheap either. Yeah. So you know they just increase the prices, being, right? Uh, priced out of mm. the common person. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's just stay with you, Hun Kyung. We do have six nations, which is. It might be. I think it's a record high, isn't it, for Asia? We have six nations from Asia taking part in this particular World Cup. Wow. 
What are your thoughts on that? Are we going to see any nice Asian upsets? No? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's, uh, it'd be hard-pressed to see if any of the teams could uh, advance out of the group stage. I think Australia, maybe. Um, South Korea, maybe. But otherwise, um, the rest of the teams all have... Either, either their defense is good or their offense is good. There's, none of them is like both defense and offense are, are well. So, mm. like for example, South Korea, you have Son Heung-min in attack. So, they are good in attack, but their defense is suspect. Then you, if Japan, you have a very good defense, but their attacking is quite, quite terrible. So, same with Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Australia, perhaps, you know, their, their physicality, maybe they can withstand against the likes of uh, France and Denmark. Maybe, maybe they can qualify ahead of uh, Denmark and Tunisia mm. with France. Mm. But it's asking a lot of uh, the Australian team also. And what about your neck of the woods, Duncan? Because nothing would make me laugh more if the US beat England. And I know I'm not supposed <laughs> to say that, but that's how I feel. They're in the same group. Of course, you mentioned there the US, Mexico and Canada will be hosts at the next World Cup 2026. So a lot of eyes will be on North America, Central America at this tournament. I mean, what is the mood like there generally south of the border? And what do you think about the U.S.'s chances? It's not good in the U.S. Um, you know, they missed out in 2018 and they had this whole rebuild coming up to, to 2022. They changed the coach. They brought in a lot of young players. Um, and, you know, in any other qualifying year, I think they would they would be disappointed not to have topped the, the CONCACAF group. But I think they are happy just to have qualified at this point. Mexico and Canada, I think, were really impressive during qualifiers. The U.S. really struggled. And even in the friendly matches, they, they struggled as well. And, you know, they have been getting some criticism uh, back home uh, in the U.S. in terms of, you know, preparations of what they feel they might be able to achieve uh, in this World Cup. And I don't know. I don't know if they will get anything. England will be a tough one. I don't think they will get anything from that. I think Wales will slightly edge them. And, you know, with the whole, the whole politics behind the US-Iran match, that will be an explosive match for sure to, between both teams. So um, I think they will get perhaps three points in that group, but I don't think they'll get out of it into the knockout stages. Fair enough. All right, let's get into the fun stuff. Guys, let's start with Hung Kyung. Who's going to be the biggest flop? at this World Cup, whether it's a player, a team, a nation, who's going to really disappoint at this World Cup for you? I'm going out of limb to say Kylian Mbappe of France. Wow, that's think, a big one. That's a big shout. Why is that? I think uh, there's so much talk that he's the best player in the world that's going to, or, or he's going to be the best player in the world. If he's that person, he would have already led Paris Saint-Germain to... The Champions League title. I, I think I, I seriously think that, and I, I don't. I, I think he has underwhelmed in the past few seasons, and now he's viewed as like France's uh, key player. I don't think he's a France France key player. I think Karim Benzema will be a better bet, and I, I, I think because uh, he did well in the last World Cup, um, and people might think that he's uh, he's kind of uh, like going to be. He pushed on from there, but I think he's now that everybody knows his quality, he might struggle. All right, Duncan, over to you. Biggest letdown for you, biggest flop. Who's going to be the real disappointment for you? So, in my mind, I have 
one flop in terms of a team and one flop in terms of a player. So in terms of a team, yeah, I think Qatar. Um, you know, being there, do they deserve it? Probably not. They wouldn't have qualified for the World Cup outright. And I think in a group of Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands as a host nation, how embarrassing would it be for them not to score a goal and not to get a point as mm. a host of the World Cup? And I think there is every potential of that happening because do you see them getting anything from the Netherlands? Probably not. Senegal? Probably not. Ecuador? Probably not. So I think they would be the flop of the World Cup. And for a player, I'm not necessarily saying he might be the flop of the World Cup, but there is a whole circus around this person, personality right now um, who has not been in great form for his club side from missing preseason to when he has been on the pitch. And I'm talking about Cristiano Ronaldo, who will be 38, by the way, in February. Mm. And to pin your hopes on a 37-year-old to come out and push Portugal to World Cup glory, who's not been having the greatest of seasons, I think keep an eye on him because, you know, he has a lot of pressure on his back. And after that interview as well, all eyes will be on him. Mm. We're not allowed to say that in Singapore, Duncan. He has a lot of business interests (laughs) in Singapore. Sure, I'm sorry about that. We want want Cristiano's money. All right, wrap it up, guys. We'll wrap it up. In a a line or two, who's going to win the World Cup and why? Hang Kiong first. Uh, like I said, it's a very open World Cup. A lot of teams will have a chance to win it. But so, so what I'm going for is my ideal scenario. And that is seeing Lionel Messi finally get mm. his hands on the trophy that he has wanted all his life, which means that Argentina will win the World And And there's good reason for it. They won the Copa America last year. And they've gone through the, the World Cup qualifiers unbeaten. So... Um, the the side may not be as spectacular as the past past Argentina sides, but they are solid. They play for the team, and obviously they still have Messi, who is who can still create a bit of magic. And so, if everything goes right for them, I'm picking them. All right, final mm. word to you, Duncan. Um, I'm going for another South American team, and um, it's Brazil. For me, I think they have more match winners um, on the field. Teams are now. You know, international football, there, there, there are no bad teams. Everyone's going to be compact. Everyone's going to be well set up. And I think they have more individual players to unlock defences um, and, and to, to get glory. And they have some fantastic players on the pitch. And we're all going to look forward to watching Brazil play. So, for me, I think Brazil will lift it at the end. I will wow. happily take either of those teams winning the World <laughs> Cup. Duncan Elias in Canada, thank you so much for staying up so late. I do appreciate it. Chia Hung Kiong, thank you for staying up in... Ang Mokyo. We, <laughs> we do appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoy the World Cup. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. For having me. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.